2022 has been a bruising year for equity markets, both locally and offshore. For a perspective of how tough the year has been and where the opportunities in the market still lie, I'm joined by uh, Clyde Rousseau, the co-head of Quality at 91. Clyde, thanks so much for your time. So uh, let's start with a quick global perspective, just given the fact that uh, you do manage one of 91's global franchise funds which in itself invests in global equities. What do you make of how the year has panned out so far? Yeah, Fifi, you're right. It has been a tough year for investors. Um, there's been no place to hide really within the broader markets. Uh, equities are down across the board. Global stocks are down, SS stocks are down. And depending on what currency you measure it in, there's either been little or a lot of money uh, to be lost. So I think the key, the key point that's been driving all of this is it's not necessarily about the underlying fundamentals for profits and for earnings growth, which is still relatively robust. I think the bigger issue is the fact that people have been worrying about inflation, they've been worrying about interest rates, and, and higher interest rates typically lead to lower multiples. In other words, people prepared to pay less money for the same unit of cash flow that they would have previously a year ago. So, so you've had a derating of stocks, and that's been the principal driver behind the stock market weakness. I think it's important for investors to remember that, that good businesses will still be able to grow even in the current environment, and therefore one must be careful about making very big predictions around stock levels and, and rather make sure that you do focus on individual businesses in your investment decision-making. And uh, what are good businesses in this environment? Yeah, I mean, look, for us, you know, we, we, we like to focus on, on companies that we think can navigate the, the macro environment better than others. So in simple terms, if you sort of think about that, I mean, these are typically businesses that have very strong competitive advantages. These are typically companies that have dominant market shares. They're able to grow even in tough market environments. They typically have relatively low sensitivity to both uh, broader markets, financial markets, and also to the economic circumstances. Uh, they don't require a lot of capital to be invested to grow, and typically the cash they generate comes back to us as shareholders, either in the form of dividends or share buybacks. So, so that's for us the kind of business we'd be looking for. And uh, how are you feeling about respective sectors, starting off with technology, uh, a big benefactor, of the COVID-19 boom that we did see in stock markets, not quite the benefactor of uh, the reversal that we have seen so far this year. Do you see any opportunity in technology presently? Yeah, you're right. The the circumstances driving um, technology performance in 2020 is very different to what's been driving the markets this year. And the big big difference is, is the fact that you don't have what I would call the liquidity cavalry riding into support uh, you know, in 2020, all the central banks cut interest rates. They put a lot of money into the financial system. This year round, it's actually the reversal. Money is going out of the financial system. Rates are going up. So very different fortunes. And I think, again, within technology, it's important to differentiate between companies that are losing money that have the promise of a better future somewhere down the line. And investors are not prepared to fund those companies anymore. So the kind of likes of a Twitter with marginal profitability, there are a lot of stocks um, out there that have those kind of characteristics. The market is, is, doesn't have the same patience uh, this year as what it had then. So let me give you one example of a business we do like. Um, our largest holding is Visa. It's a technology business. They 
despite all the innovation taking place in cryptocurrencies with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and we've had lots of news flow on that this week, you know, the Visa card network can still uh, process 1,700 transactions per second, whereas Bitcoin can only do seven, Ethereum 20. That's a business with a dominant market share, 50% share of credit cards across the world. Um, the network is growing. It's a business which is inflation resistant because, you know, they take a percentage of the value of, of transactions that take place. So as long as people swipe their credit card somewhere at a merchant, uh, whether it's inflation or whether it's real, it doesn't matter. They'll still take a percentage of that over time. They generate good margins and um, they have nothing else to do other than give the money, the excess cash, they do it back to us, the shareholders. So, so that's the business within the technology space we do like. It generates cash today and it still has a very, very good, uh, robust growth pipeline over time. All right. So I imagine that Savisa is one of the uh, companies that are in the fund presently. But uh, what Correct. other themes and holdings do you have outside of technology? Yeah, it's a good question because if you look at South Africa, South Africa is sort of under-endowed with, with structural growth stories um, at the moment, whereas at least with when you look at the international environment, there are a lot of sectors that have interesting tailwinds. So I've spoken obviously about Visa, which is a lead in the payment space. Uh, if you look at Prestige Beauty, for example, we own a big position, Estee Lauder, that makes premium skincare, makeup and cosmetics. You know, the need for investing in, in, in a, a better looks going forward is not diminishing. In fact, people are spending more money on their face and on their skin than ever before. So that's a structural drive we like. Uh, we've invested in a semiconductor equipment manufacturer called ASML. Uh, they essentially provide a monopoly in the tools that, that will power the creation of the next generation of semiconductors around the world. The very niche business, but 100% market share, great monopoly. Um, and then their businesses that also benefit from, from climate change. So we've got a software services business called Autodesk that actually leads innovation with computer-aided design in creating blueprints for buildings which are far more energy efficient. So, so there are lots of businesses out there that have very attractive characteristics that one can still invest in with good structural tailwinds. All right. Just finally, going back to where we started, just reflecting on the uh, falls that we have seen in most stock markets this year. Do you think it's done right now? And uh, are, are you optimistic for the future? Yeah, I think, I think the important point here is, is to really sort of think about what the next level of surprises is going to be on interest rates. Look, we all know that this week is going to be a big week for, for interest rates. The Fed meets, many other central banks meet, and there's a lot of upward pressure on, on short-term interest rates. Um, obviously, the difference there is that long-term interest rates seem to find a level. Uh, we watch U.S. 10-year rates quite closely. They're sitting at 3.5%. Mortgage rates are already 6%. So the question is, we don't think stocks necessarily, shares have to necessarily become cheaper from the current level. If we do see in the second half of this year, which we're expecting inflation to moderate, we're really seeing energy, oil lower. We start to see signs that we've been reaching to the peak in food inflation. As inflation moderates, it will take the pressure off the interest rate regime and then therefore valuation multiples none of them need to compress. So that's what I'll be looking for. It's obviously early days. Um, we're in that bottoming up period. Um, and then in the meantime, we think the important thing for investors to remember is to look for companies that actually, as I said, produce um, corporate profits today with less risk around the earnings profile. And fortunately, we can find businesses that have that. So even in the event that the, the, the shares are a little bit cheaper uh, at the end of this year. They've obviously de-raised quite a lottery this year. Uh, you're not going to lose money because, because the earnings growth will offset any de-rating that will occur uh, within the market environment. So, again, that's, that's what we would 
encourage investors to, to continue to think about. All right. Clive, thanks so much for that uh, perspective. We'll leave it there. Clyde Rousseau, the uh, co-head of Quality at 91.